0: (laughs) Welcome, everybody. This is episode number 15 of the Boxing Coaches podcast. Today, I have a gentleman called Ben Harmsworth uh, on the podcast with me today. Um, So before I do my introduction, I think it's probably better if you introduce yourself, mate.
1: Hello, Adam. Thanks very much. Uh, I'm Ben Harmsworth. I'm a coach, chairman, treasurer, matchmaker, show organiser at Guildford City Boxing Club. I'm also a coach and matchmaker for Surrey ABA. Uh, and I work for the British Boxing Board of Control as a well, I volunteer for the British Boxing Board of Control as an inspector, uh, sometimes an area rep, and I do the um, new boxer assessments for them. Right. So busy bumblebee, mate. Who? <laughs> oh, busy, busy. busy yeah, busy very bumblebee, busy. Mate, yeah, absolutely. Too busy boxing it takes over too much sometimes, doesn't it? But
0: yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so whatever you do, don't take don't take up matchmaking.
1: No, exactly.
0: So, uh, which exactly. brings a beautiful segue into uh, the whole point of uh, episode number fifteen. So, it is about matchmaking today, uh, predominantly in the in the amateur world. So, Ben, I've got some um, some really evil questions to ask you here, mate. So, if I can fire yeah. away, we'll go with number one. Yeah. Of course. So, ben, um, what challenges have you experienced with matchmaking in recent years?
1: Challenges. Um... One of the biggest challenges what makes it difficult for us is that we all we all, we all use uh, in in England boxing anyway. We t- most of us use the Warrior Boxing matchmaking database. Uh, and what causes me a lot of headaches is when people don't keep their lists up to date. So so there's nothing worse than trying to match a show, uh, finding some matches for difficult to match boxers, and ringing around and finding that oh that oh sorry he hasn't been in the gym for six months or. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's four kilos heavier than that now, or he's had another ten bouts since then. Um, I find that quite difficult. I try to keep. Uh, I try to weigh my boxers every week. I keep keep a, a book so that I can I can see trends in their weight week to week. And I try to update my list every week. And if I have a boxer that is, uh, that is inactive, whether they're injured or not been in the gym for any reason, I just take them straight completely off the list. Rather than uh, I know some people put a little note in there to say. Um, that they're they're a one or they're they're not fit, but I, I take them straight off the list. So that's one challenge. Or well, my favorite um, OTFN out till first. Yes, out till Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but those. I mean, I know that's giving you the information, but that doesn't help when you because these days you can use the filters on there to to search for all the boxes in the country, and it just just if you're looking for one bout, it's not the end of the world, is it? When you're trying to match a show of, sort of fifteen to twenty bouts, it's hard work. Um, what other problems? Um I find that um quite a lot of clubs I think this is a growing trend actually, Adam. A lot of clubs are looking are looking to match for wins. So mm-hmm. they don't to take the fifty fifty bouts. they want they want things in their favour. They want the seventy thirties and the sixty forties in their favour. And I, that's not my not my ethos with um matchmaking. I like like to try and keep my boxers busy. Um, I don't think they learn an awful lot from having those bouts with everything in their favour I tried to try to match fifty fifty um i think think if you if you're an amateur boxer and you've got a fifty fifty record or even a you know a slight losing record, it means you're doing well and it means it means you've got more chance to develop i think think
0: and it probably to be a match made well as well you have got that kind of
1: fifty yeah. I agree, and I, I
0: agree. I agree it's, it's something that's um, quite prevalent. I mean, let's be honest; we we can't sort of go on on this podcast and be and be saying that uh, it's completely and a hundred percent about um, you know choosing um, choosing developments all the time. You know, if we see two bouts that one, well, that's a real difficult one, and then you see one go well, I think it's probably more likely to win that. We, let's be honest, and I would, I would probably yeah. go to the one that's likely to to win it because you know there's the element yeah. of safety in those sort of things, but we can't. But without that choice, we can't be just going. I can't take that bout because we're not going to win it. That's absolutely ridiculous, and and
1: go backwards. Yeah, I think so. I don't, you know, the way I see it is, if, if you've been at a, a boxing club long enough to uh, to get carded, get your medical, get out there and be an active competitive boxer, you want to be busy. You want to be an active competitive boxer. And sitting in the gym waiting for the bouts that are all going. That are all in your favour all the time. You you don't develop. I think as long as you're not getting beaten up, as long as you're winning your fair share, um, I think you've got more chance of developing and you push on towards championships at later stages of the season. And I I think and I think I've seen it time and, time, and again. Those boxers that have been matched maybe slightly harder are the ones that have got better and have more chance of winning when the when the chips are down. Yeah, I mean, you hear about a lot of
0: boxers back in the day that have lost their first four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. I might be wrong, so don't quote me on this. But um, I remember hearing some information yeah. about Johnny Nelson losing his first—I can't remember yeah. what it was—like eight or nine, or something like that. Start, I
1: was going to say eight. I'm sure it was eight of his first ten, and then and then it was similar. After well, I don't think he had many more than that. I think he turned pro after that, and he had a similar start to his pro career. Um, lost lost quite a few of his early bouts. Went on and was a one of the best world champions we've had in recent yeah.
0: years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, just uh, you know, so you see how well he, he actually did in the, in the pro ranks. But, you know, yeah. um, obviously there were some challenging matches that were made in, in the amateur as well. So, um, but, you know, he was resilient enough to, to learn from those. And I think that's a message we've got to put across with, with, with good matches. Absolutely. So, Ben, if you saw amateur boxing matchmaking as an advert for a paid role in a newspaper, what skills would they ask for?
1: What skills? Okay. Um, first of all, I think you'd need to have a working knowledge of amateur boxing. I don't. I don't think you necessarily need to be a coach or, or being a champion or anything like that. But you you would need to know how it works. Um, uh, communication skills very very important. To make obviously you're dealing with especially when you put it when you're matchmaking your own show, but you're dealing with an awful lot of different people. Um, and uh, we've got so many uh, different different media's for communication these days that we didn't use to have. Obviously, you can a good old fashioned phone call, but emails, um, text messages, WhatsApp, WhatsApp groups. I know we've got yeah. Southern Counties matchmaking WhatsApp group. There's one for London now, which is a relatively new tool, I suppose. But you've got, it can be fantastic tool for a matchmaker. Have you snuck um, into that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in both. I'm both both <laughs> the groups in London. I, I, London sneaked, I sneaked into London. They've had me for now. I don't know whether they'll they'll allow me to stay, <laughs> um, but it's very useful. And then of course we've got the Facebook pages. There's a, the England Boxing matchmaking Facebook page. I don't think enough people make use of it. Um, and I think when you when you do use them, I, I I feel even when you send a text message looking for a belt, I think it's quite important to put. All the de- don't rush it Make sure you get All the details in there So mm-hmm. the The dates The times Where it is Your boxer's age Weight and experience And and Also I think It's quite important To put what you think Their boxer's age Weight and experience is In case they haven't Updated their uh, Database And you're matching With someone who Actually now isn't Isn't compatible With your boxer So I think that's Quite important um, Organisation Massively important So So as I said earlier, I try to weigh my boxes every week, and I've been guilty in the past of not doing this. But it's something I've learned through experience: weigh them every week, uh, keep your keep your list up to date, as we said earlier. But also, if you agree matches, it's quite important that you, that you've got a diary that that you know when you're boxing, you know the coaches are going to be available. Um, nothing worse than agreeing matches and then falling through last minute for silly reasons like that. Sure. I think that would be quite a good advert, don't you? I think that covers the bases. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it, it does. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm, I hope you're not paying by the word, but um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps it's some kind of, uh, you know, uh, almost like, <laughs> like an audio ad, I don't know, online or something yeah. like that. Okay, great. Yeah. So here's a question I was thinking about earlier on today, mate. Do you need to be a coach on the gym floor to be a matchmaker?
1: What do you think? Um, I don't think you do need to. No, I I think there's no harm in it. And obviously I think it helps, but I don't think you actually need to be on the gym floor every day, coaching those boxers. Um, I do think you need to know the boxers, So you need to be in the gym quite regularly. Um, You need to see them training. uh, And I think you need to see, to watch the majority of the bouts that you match as well. Um, but I don't think you need to be there day to day doing pads with the boxers and, and, you know, making sure they're skipping and all that all, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, like I said, I was thinking about it earlier today and I sort of had a few pros and cons in my head. Um, part of it was, you know, um, it's all well and good you matching against a, a boxer that's got a record that is um, negative, perhaps, you know, maybe they've had 10 mm. bouts, won three and lost seven or like that. And you think, well, yeah. I. I'll take that, but you know they they could be really really strong and just been unlucky.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, and if you're sort of um, if you don't really know that lad, you think oh well we'll take that for, we'll take it for Johnny and RJ, yeah. but actually he's gone the other way. He's had ten and one seven, but he's to be fair he's been very lucky or whatever it yeah. might be. I mean maybe these aren't great examples for me, but it's you, I think sometimes you have to kind of really know. That the records don't tell the whole story, and um, yeah. if you're on the floor, you can get a bit of a feel for the boxer and and know whether they are capable to box certain people or or whether yeah. they're just going to get you know get it handed to them a little bit. So there, yeah. there, there is that, but then again, you know, it's it's difficult being as we know we're both coaches and matchmakers for our club. Mm. It's difficult do both, yeah. and sometimes you yeah. take that step back and and actually go right. I'm just gonna I'm going to match this. Um, I've got to take a step back from the gym and actually have time to do this because it's a hard job and it's yeah. time consuming. Well, yeah.
1: it. very, very time consuming. Yeah, I think another um, a pro for not being on the gym floor. I mean, you can sometimes get a little bit too close to your boxers, and the emotion may come into it a little bit more as a particular boxer you're desperate to get them a win or something like that. And so, if you're you're that one step removed from it, that might help. Um, but. I mean, you touched on it there a little bit as well. So you know, boxing is an emotional sport. You can have a very good boxer who's in the gym, and you, as is, as their coach, spending a lot of time with them, you can tell that perhaps their head's not quite in it at that particular time, and maybe not the best time to be taking tough tough contests. Yeah, good point. Just because they're they're a good boxer doesn't mean at
0: that particular point their mind's in the right place with yeah. you know, the personal life. That's where we sort of look at. We've got to look sometimes. Yeah boxers as, as people rather than just boxers and you know have a look exactly. at that the yeah, exactly. social side of things or the psychosocial social side of things and that really yeah. has an impact on how you can you can match make so yeah absolutely mate so here's another one for you what is what are the what are the sort of properties of a trusted club
1: a trusted club right
0: yeah there's a good one for you so uh
1: club that keeps their list up to date first of all <laughs> um Club, club that are straight with you. So if you talk to someone, someone you, if you talk to a club that you trust and you can go to them with, similar to what we were talking about just now, I've got a boxer that's, uh, you, you've you got a boxer there on your list. He's got this fantastic winning record. He's won eight, lost one. I've got a boxer here who's won three, lost five. Uh, how strong is your boxer? Is your boxer really as good as the record? And you get someone you know you can get a straight answer from, mm-hmm. uh truthful answer from. Um, a club that is relatively reliable. You no, know, we, we've talked about this before. Box, boxers do get ill. You know, boxers get ill probably more than the general population because they're in gyms that are full of germs. Their their immune systems are low because they're training hard. So that that sort of thing happens. But clubs that that perhaps don't let you down last minute all the time. Um, yeah, turn I think up that's a good and...
0: point Ben. I think that's a really good point cause, um yeah, I've I've had a lot of thinking about this as well when you you know, you might have um a certain club and they they've let you down a couple of times you know yeah. even, the, even the word the language letting down probably is, is is a bit harsh but it has been because the kid's got flu you know and the yeah. box and the coach is just looking after their boxer or the matchmaker is just looking after the boxer I'm not going to let him box when he's not 100% and that's that's completely no. fair enough but it happens a couple of times and then sometimes we go well wow, they're they're untrustworthy and yeah. the next time you're rubbing shoulders with someone at a, another coach at a boxing show you say, well, club ABC around the corner. Yeah, they're this, that, and the other, and they, yeah. you know, they, they, um, they never really uh, get the boys out, or they always pull them at the last minute. But it's nothing to do yeah. with that. You know? So I think sometimes we've got to take it with the, um, you know, a, a sort of, um, what's the word? You've got to take it for what it really is, you know, and yeah. take a bit of modicum as perspective and say, well, it happens, and we've got to accept it sometimes. Now, don't be wrong, there are the exactly. other sides who people are are aren't straight with you, but. I think we've got to be a little bit more, or perhaps I I agree. Got to be a bit more uh, forgiving.
1: Exactly, and, and it's happened to, it happens to everybody, and, and 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 actually, some boxers, particularly new new juniors, or actually and that's not fair, new seniors as well, will bottle it. Um, will will um develop an illness to get out of a contest. And that's not a coach's fault. That's not a club's fault mm-hmm. or a matchmaker's fault. The, these things happen. It's a tough, tough, tough sport. Um, but that's one element of it. Um, clubs turning up as close as possible to the uh, to the agreed weight, that helps a lot for a trusted club.
0: Um, the old text messages over, over the phone calls maybe comes in there.
1: Yes. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a record. You can go back, check, check what we said the weight was going to be. Um, I think that yeah, I think that covers it. Yeah, I, I, in fact, something's just jumped to
0: mind that that um, happened. Uh, I think in November. So I was sitting there on a Saturday morning in November, and it was the day of my home show, which you had in the evening. And um, you yeah. had one, I think, a few days before, or a week beforehand. And I saw you. I saw you. Um, you went online and did a little kind of selfie video of talking about the matches. <laughs> I thought that was a yeah. great idea. You know, not just for promotions, but in just just for sort of clarity to everyone. You know, and everyone all the coaches saw it and of what was going on that night. <laughs> it just kind of I got was. a little stick about that. <laughs> well I kinda of, I did it, you know, and I did it as well. I, I copied your idea and you know, I got a few sort of funny little jabs here and there yeah. about it. But um, yeah, it kind of gives that bit of you know, if it's out in the open, it gives that clarity to what is actually happening. You know, as long as you're not giving yeah. um as long as you're not giving sort of um you know uh, information that you shouldn't be giving out about boxers you know little oh, sure. little johnny one green street eastbourne you know is that uh, <laughs> yeah. you know we're, then we were he's good he is trade, though but, little johnny yeah yeah absolutely. good but, um, but yeah I, I thought it was a good good approach and something quite new and quite innovative in, in terms of how a new <laughs> Thank you
1: I thought important. it was quite, quite a lot of views i couldn't believe the number of views it got and it's quite a good promo- promotional tool um you know if you've got a couple of unbeaten kids boxing on there or a couple of national champions or something to get that out there that day before or a couple of days before for people to see i thought i thought it was quite a good promotional tool yeah,
0: absolutely. And we've got to step up a little bit, you know, because, you know, there is a lot of white-collar going on and all that. And for whatever you yeah. say about the quality of white-collar boxing, et cetera, they do know how to put on a good show. And there is money behind it. Whereas do. Because we we're volunteers and there's no money behind it. But, you yeah. know, that's no excuse yeah. for us not, not to actually try and come up with ideas of what we can do. You know, we're not, yes. no, we're not looking at budgets, but just looking at ideas and people
1: that... that, that, yes. so that like, and that, like, that costs nothing, exactly. That costs nothing. And like you say, the... What we have got on our side is quality. So Mm -hmm. whatever anybody says, you know, we're up against it from white collar, from unlicensed, from um, uh, even from low-level professional boxing these days. But but what – and MMA, all the other things that come along. But what we have got is quality. And if we get our uh, matchmaking right uh, and we we try to put on 50-50 contests, um, I think we can blow them out of the water. I really do. Absolutely, we've got a great product, as I think we need, we can manage it a lot more effectively. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Just need, just need faith in our code, and and we all believe in it. We're all passionate about it. it's why we're doing it. But all, you know, most of the best coaches in boxing are involved in amateur boxing clubs, mm-hmm. or, or certainly have been before at some point. And we've got most of the best boxers have been involved in amateur boxing clubs at some point. So we've got a great product. We just got to believe in it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I'd like to close it off now, mate, with uh, a few sort of heads up for for new matchmakers. So for the person in the club who's just been sort of lumped it on the desk and said, "Right, you're the matchmaker," and they and they start panicking. Just yeah. a few sort of uh, experiences and things like that um, that we no. share with those people, um, and you know, hopefully we can get some other ideas come back when this podcast goes out from other matchmakers that we haven't yeah. as well. So one, for example, for me is. Um, when you are matchmaking, you know when you're when you're setting up the the date and you're you're booking it with your your division or your region, mm-hmm. make sure it doesn't clash with with big pro bouts or Champions League finals. So yeah. we had one that clashed with the Champions League final when Liverpool were playing, and our our gates um, were down drastically. You know, people would rather sit home and watch Liverpool. Uh, yeah, I have no idea why. Um, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's maybe a Cambridge fan here. And um yeah. no idea why, but uh <laughs> for that either. But yeah, and there's pro bouts as well. So we had one where AJ was boxing and, and that affected the gates as well. So have you had any experiences with that?
1: Yeah, we're not not with clashing with anything, but but um I know a lot of people do you try to put something on too early or too late in the season, so so I mean I know officially the amateur boxing season runs June to June now, or the England boxing season does. Yeah. But um nothing but um, most clubs completely closed down july and august um i know that people people are getting back into things maybe late august and into september but no one's really registered and up and running and ready to go until october really so and and then and then they start sort of of dropping away in uh at the end of may so i know people trying to put things on in june july and august and they've had nightmares they just can't get the shows going um
0: yeah, well, school, think... school
1: holidays as well as one, doesn't it? Yes, of course. Like, yeah, you know, especially Yeah, especially youth, youth
0: school boys, um, yeah. school girls. You know, we should call that school boys and school girls. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah youth juniors. You know, they go away with the parents and you know half terms and end of terms and things yeah. like that. And suddenly, you know, the bout that was on is, is well, well, no, we're going away to we're off to the Canary yeah. Islands. So yeah. that often uh, is is a bit of a another one. Yeah, um, exactly. One that's I've seen actually happen uh, a few times over the years is. Um, a, a big show's on and social media are promoting the big show and then suddenly there's a there's a, a message saying sorry the boxing's been cancelled by the police now um and to do with actually having not having license for the for the show for the event so yeah. uh, i believe that wrestling and boxing come together under the same license um or personal license i believe it is but you can also get a temporary event notice from the local council so in eastbourne that costs 21 quid in the old venue that we used to have so that's something that i think we need to be um very aware of you can do everything and suddenly the police close you down last minute exactly, you yeah. in trouble it kills you. Well,
1: frustrating with that but yeah exactly all the work the amount of work that goes into putting a show on and i don't think most most people actually you couldn't explain it to someone unless they do it themselves but the, the matchmaking is just part of it and that takes up days literally days of your time mm-hmm. to, to match a show um and, and all the other things booking the venue the ring hire the, mm-hmm. the in, in sorry we have to book our own officials i know no i think i think we're the only county that that don't have a central central point for for booking the officials but we have to book our own okay. um you need the england boxing permit don't you you have to get old get that doctors yep. which is available online
0: yeah, yeah. So just, we also got to let the police know. So, you know, the police know just in case, you know, there are issues, yeah. police have to know what's going on. Um, often that does come for your temporary event notice if you use that. But also there is a yeah. form online that you have to let the hospitals know or the local yeah. A&E department fill out those details. Yeah. and It just covers you, really. You've just got to be a bit, um, you know, especially in today, you've got to make sure you're covered. And so let the a yeah, and just in case there yeah. are issues, you know, at least, you know they, there are issues that happen in these events. So we've got to be on the ball with that. security actually not going ahead because security's not there and the last thing you want is your punter's not turning up again because there wasn't security and and things happened that shouldn't have happened and you didn't put those safety measures in place so you know and even risk assessments of of the the areas are things that we have to do now yeah so there's loads isn't there
1: endless double check you've booked the venue double check again you've booked the venue before they before they turn around the week before and say oh no sorry you didn't fill in the final booking form or something like that yeah and there's a disco in there when you're walking yeah Where's exactly?
0: The <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. okay ben so uh yeah thanks for your time mate you know it's, it's always a great, great having a a chat with you and putting the uh, the boxing world to rights as much as we we possibly can and failing yeah. to. Um, but yeah, it is a bit <laughs> of a monster matchmaking, and um, hopefully this podcast goes a little bit to some way to to help in the newer um, matchmakers with a, a few ideas. And you know, when we post this out on social media, guys, you know, give us your uh, your viewpoints on matchmaking. Like I say, it is a monster, and it is something we'll never perfect. But you know, we're we're, we're trying, aren't we?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, something else I would say, Adam, so to a new matchmaker is um get get on the England boxing website. I'm pretty sure it's on there. there there's a little um, matrix on there, giving you a lot of the, the rules of matchmaking. So the, so, you know, how far apart you can match in age and how many rounds boxers should be boxing, all that sort of thing. Um, and get yourself on. If, if you're in the Southern counties, get yourself on the Southern counties, WhatsApp group. If you're in London, get on theirs. and sure other, other areas have got their own groups and, and get on there and introduce yourself. So if you've just taken it over get on, introduce yourself, perhaps put a list of your boxers out and just say that we're keen to get matching because that's what boxers are all there for. They need to box. They need to be out regularly.
0: And we do see regular people um, getting matches made at last minute because of the little posts on there. I think we're exactly. gonna, I think we're going to start going into another thirty minutes worth of podcast now. Yes. So, uh, so uh, we'll call it a day. It's a Friday evening. Thanks, Adam. We're all, we're all looking to watch uh, Netflix or whatever's going on. So, uh, so uh, yeah. Thanks again for your time, mate. And I'll speak to you soon.
1: Welcome, Adam. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you soon. Pleasure. Bye.
0: So that was Ben Harmsworth from Guildford City Boxing Club. Um hope you got some little gems come out of that uh, that conversation guys. Um yeah, great boxing man, uh, very knowledgeable knows his stuff and often putting on shows and and learning and growing from from shows that he's put on previous which uh, I think we all need to as as matchmakers. So you know share this uh share this podcast especially if you are a matchmaker and and hopefully it goes some way to sort of um helping let's swap a few ideas you know there's loads of ideas i've got from other matchmakers and other coaches about how we can actually sort of streamline this this uh, bit of a nightmare i know england boxing are now um opening their own um database as well and there's of course warrior um so there's options out there now to um to contact each other and and, and to make this as as harmless as possible okay so Anyway, thanks for listening today, guys. And we'll be back soon for episode number 16, where we'll be talking about skills spouts. Cheers, guys. Have a great weekend. Bye.
1: If you liked this podcast, similar content and discussions can be found at the Box Gathering. The Box Gathering is a social initiative born out of the ashes of the first lockdown in March 2020. We provide a platform where coaches, boxers, officials and boxing enthusiasts can join together online to discuss various boxing topics. It's free to join and upgrade options offer unlimited access to all our live gatherings, campfire videos and coaching resources. Join today at www.theboxgathering.co.uk